We can either be an inspiration or an irritation. This is Pastor Mike Kramer of New Life Church, your home of positive faith, bringing you power for living. Come to the cross and find forgiveness. Get into His Word and you'll find strength for your soul. Tap into the love that God has given and you'll find power for Powerful Living is a positive faith ministry. We believe that a positive attitude in life is an expression of the positive faith which embraces a powerful truth that with God, all things are possible. Pastor Mike Kramer is a founder of Powerful Living, senior pastor at New Life Church, and the author of the inspirational book, Power Moments. Tap into the love that God has given And you'll find power for living My friend, in just a moment, I want to speak on the subject of characteristics of inspirational Christians. But first, I want to say a word of greeting to our listeners in Colville, Washington. We're on KCVL in Colville, Washington, every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. We want to welcome you. We're glad you're with us. But also, I want to give you a special invitation. On June the 11th, I will be at Grace Evangelical Free Church, Colville, Washington, I'll be preaching both their Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. service, and their Sunday evening, 6 p.m. service. Now, on Sunday evening, I'm going to bring a special message entitled, Grace in the Midst of Gethsemane. Everybody experiences their Gethsemane at some point in life. That's where our Lord prayed three times, if it's possible, remove this cup from me. Everything within our Lord wanted to uh, avoid the cross, but he was submissive to the Father's will, and he faced it head on. And I believe that every follower of Christ, at some point in time, we experience our own Gethsemane. For our family, it was January 5th, 2012. That's when God called home our 28-year-old son, Joseph. He went home to be with the Lord. It was sudden and unexpected. And that sort of put us on a path where God uh, not only met our needs and You know, the grief never totally goes away, but in time you do learn to handle it uh, a little bit better. It's so intense initially, and and God helps you go through those uncharted waters and and so forth. And God led me to write a book titled Hope for the Heavy Heart, and we've helped thousands of people uh, in the last few years with that book. And every chapter is only a couple of pages. It's designed to encourage those that have lost a loved one. I have one chapter specifically designed for uh, people that have lost a child. It's called A Club Nobody Wants to Join. And I would just so encourage those from Colville, if you've experienced any kind of grief or setback, join us 6 p.m. June the 11th. I'll be preaching Grace in the Midst of Gethsemane. And obviously, we'll make our book book available to you. And uh, if you can't afford it, normally they're $10 a copy, but if you can't afford it, we'll give it to you. We want to help you any way that we can. That goes for all of our radio listeners. Listen, my friend, whether you listen to us on the South Bend Station or the Plymouth Station or there in Colville, Washington, wherever you choose to listen to our radio broadcast, we make that book available. You can write to us, Power for Living Ministry, P.O. Box 4396, South Bend, Indiana, 46634. 
you request your free copy, and we'll see to it that you get a free copy of Hope for the Heavy Heart. Now, characteristics of inspirational Christians. You know, we can either choose to be an inspiration or an irritation. We can either build people up or tear them down. We can either encourage others or discourage them. We can compliment or we can criticize. We can be the wind in someone's sails or we can be the anchor that holds them back. And my friend, I really believe that God wants us to be that kind of inspirational person that encourages others. As you know, I call it being a balcony dweller instead of a basement dweller. You know, the basement dweller sees the dark side of life, and they're always pulling people down to a lower level of living. But, oh, that balcony dweller, they see the bright side of life, and they lift others up to a higher level of living. And I like to say that view from the balcony is so much better than the view from the basement. And, you know, I would encourage you to be in a good, positive faith, Bible-teaching church. You know, Hebrews 10.25 says, Do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some, or the way some do, but encourage one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. One of the primary purposes for gathering as believers in Christ in, in the local worship, regardless of the denomination, God uses all kinds of, I call them flavors of faith. There's all kinds of flavors out there. You pick the one that best suits you. But when you attend, be an encouragement. That's one of the reasons we go, not just to receive the message, but also to encourage and inspire others. And you know what, my friend? Why not pat your pastor on the back this Sunday as well? Don't kid yourself. Pastors need a little bit of encouragement as well. So be that kind of person that people are glad to see you when you walk through the door. Well, characteristics of inspirational Christians, I think a key text for that is found in Colossians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. The Bible says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Well, again, this is an inspirational passage. When you're rooted and grounded in the Word of God, you can be an inspiration and encouragement to others. You know, think of it this way. The thermostat and the thermometer are spelled very, very closely, but they have a different function. The thermometer tells the temperature. The thermostat sets the temperature. My friend, when you're an inspirational Believer in Jesus Christ, you set the temperature with a positive attitude wherever you go. And I believe you'll be like a magnet that will draw people uh, to you and you can share your faith in a positive way and keep the atmosphere positive. My friend, it'll be a blessing not only to you, but it'll also be a blessing to others. I teach the principle all the time, look for the good and you will find it. Be a good finder, not a fault finder and you will be an inspirational person. So inspirational Christians, first of all, they embrace the word of God. Again, verse 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You know, that word dwell is the idea of making someone feel at home. You know, you think about it when you visit somebody, or perhaps you have this on your 
front porch. A lot of people put out what's called the welcome mat. And the idea is we're glad you're here. Welcome. Come on in. Kick your shoes off. Relax a little bit. Feel at home. We want you to just be yourself here. Well, that's the idea of letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That word dwell, we can literally say is put the welcome mat out to the word of God in your heart. Be the kind of person that just gladly receives the scriptures. You know, when our life is shaped by the word, the word will be a blessing in our life and will be a blessing to others. 2 Timothy 3.16 says that uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God or the person of faith might be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That includes verse 17 there as well. I like to say that the Bible is not a rule book to make you miserable. It's a roadmap to make you successful. So what is it? It's the inspired, God-breathed word. Well, what does it do? It draws us to Christ. Jesus said in John 5, 39, he said, you search the scriptures for in those you think you have eternal life. He said, those are the very things which testify of Christ. In other words, the Bible points to Jesus Christ. You literally could say the Bible is a Jesus book, both the Old and New Testament. The Old Testament sort of has uh, pictures of and prophetic announcements about Christ and sort of big picture form. You know, when when they had the uh, Passover lamb, that's a picture of Christ giving his life on the cross for our sins. When Moses parted the Red Sea, that's a picture of our redemption in Christ. He said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We could go on and on and on. There's predictive prophecies in the Old Testament that point to Christ. You know, Psalm 22 points to the crucifixion. And Isaiah 53 points to the crucifixion. Uh, Isaiah 7.14 points to the virgin birth. We could go on and on and on. So the Old Testament points to Christ. The Gospels reveal the life of Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you're looking for a place to get started reading in the Bible, I would suggest start with the Gospel of John. John gives us his purpose statement. He said, these things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ and that believing you would have life in his name. You read the Gospel of John, it'll strengthen your faith if you're already a believer in Christ. And if you haven't chosen to believe in Christ just as yet, it will draw you to faith in Christ. The whole purpose of the Gospel of John is to reveal Jesus Christ as the eternal Son of God who died and rose again for our sins that we could have life and have it more abundantly. The book of Acts reveals the power of Christ in the early church. What an exciting book to read as the gospel just explodes and people start coming to Christ by the thousands, literally. The epistles or letters, those are letters written back to individuals and churches that teach us how to live for Christ. I just read two verses out of the book of Colossians, the epistle to Colossians. That was a letter written to the church at Colossae Sometimes Paul and other writers wrote to individuals, whether it was to Timothy or Titus and and so forth. And the idea is that they are letters inspired by God teaching us how to live for Christ. 
Then I like to say the book of Revelation just reminds us we are on the winning team. Hey, there's a lot of symbolism in Revelation. It's not always the easiest book to read, but one thing's for sure. You see in Revelation 19, Christ returning in all of his power and all of his glory, King of kings and Lord of lords. It inspired that great Handel's Messiah, King of kings and Lord of lords, right out of Revelation 19. And so I like to say we're on the winning team. In fact, a lot of times when I send a note to somebody, uh, I'll sign off on the winning team. And that's just not that I believe uh, that my sports teams are better than others and all that kind of stuff. No, I'm talking about being on the team of faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died and rose again for our sins. And so the Bible makes us wise to salvation. 2 Timothy 3.15, the apostle Paul said, you've known the scriptures from your childhood, which make you wise unto salvation. And then they just teach us how to live for Christ. You know, that word doctrine in 2 Timothy 3.16, that's the idea of backbone. A jellyfish is a jellyfish because it doesn't have any backbone. And we need backbone. We need courage to live for Christ. I'm not talking about being rude, but we do need to stand strong. Reproof, that shows us the wrong way. Correction shows us the right way. And then instruction in righteousness, that's just going over and over and over sort of the fundamentals of the faith so it becomes like second nature. It's like a good coach. He'll give you the game plan. He or she will give the game plan. And then they'll show you when you're off the game plan, say, hey, this is the wrong way. They'll give correction, and then they'll show you the right way. And then they'll go over and over and over till those fundamentals just become second nature and that person can uh, sort of execute the game plan, the coach's design, uh, almost in their sleep, if you will, because they've worked on it so much. So when it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, that's the idea of let it sink deep into your heart, my friend. Let it move you. Let it inspire you. Let it guide you. Let it direct your life. And my friend, when you do that, You'll have the blessing of God upon your life. So inspirational Christians, first of all, they embrace the Word of God. And as a result, they become grounded in the faith and are able to inspire others with the good news of the glorious gospel. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace in your heart and power for living.